Welcome to the Five Star Life Show, your home for content related to education, parenting, and changing wrong mindsets so you can live a five-star life. I'm your host, Coach Seth. Let's do this. Welcome back to the Five Star Life Show. I'm your host, Coach Seth, and I'm joined in the studio with the one and only Coach Mia. Thank you, Seth. I love my little introductions from you. <laughs> Good. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, if you just tuned in, uh, go to fivestarlife.org, learn more about the mission, the impact we're having. We're on a mission to change the face of education, of sports, of culture. And th- th- there is um, an attack on our kids. Can you imagine growing up being a a kid in today's world when there's such craziness, such madness in every kind of uh, way, shape, or form, whether it's the pressures of being a teenager or a kid, whether it's the family structure, whether it's all the questions we're now redefining biology, there's this this new education out there. And so it seems like everything is at odds. There's a conflict, we're being bombarded. And kids are the ones who suffer because there's all this information swirling around. And oh, by the way, we have smart technology where it's at their fingertips. Mm -hmm. And so it's never been harder to be a kid than it is today. When you think about the, the things that are so important, like forming your identity, knowing who you are, having a healthy sense of self, these are the things there that, that are really um, under attack in our kids' lives. And Five to Life, we're on a mission. Research says that if you want to, um, if you want to move the needle and impact kids and give them a solid foundation, it, it really begins with your operating system. Your, your mindset, the way you think, the way you believe, your thoughts, your emotions. And we've developed for 18 years programs, curriculums, and developed uh, trainings for educators and for staff to work with kids in a way that moves them down the continuum into a place of a healthy mindset. It gives them a foundation to thrive. You can learn more at fivestarlife.org. We're a nonprofit organization, and it is that time of year. If you're listening to this uh, kind of in schedule, um, we're getting ready for the holidays. And so some of you who um, look at you know tax returns and look at your, your taxes, you're, you're thinking about uh, the money that you can give to a nonprofit. And I would love for you to think about Five Star Life because we're doing incredible work and you can see where your, your money is going. You can see the impact. You can take tours. You can come visit programs. We want you to be involved. I'd also ask you to consider getting involved volunteering. And the third thing, if what we talk about in this program is relevant, make sure you share this with your friends, your family. And if this program is not attached to your community or a school near you, make an introduction to us, to your, to your principals, your superintendents, to the powers that be, and help us grow. We need you. All right. So today, Mia, we're going to talk uh, about, we've been teaching this series to kids. And by the way, this this podcast is kind of an extension of our curriculum. So we film and create video curriculum that 
you know, tens of thousands of kids uh, from Michigan to Florida um, go through with their teachers in class. Um, and, and it's very powerful. And we've been teaching a, a series talking about how to rule, which means to have control or dominion over an area or a people. And we specifically have spent seven lessons uh, talking about how to rule and control your health. Health is a big deal. I mean, we just came through a pandemic. I don't think the world has ever been more health conscious than like at any other point in history. And think about it too. You, we didn't prep for the pandemic and a lot of lives lost, I believe, because we weren't focused on our health. You know, in America, everything is, you can fix it quick. And I think we found out that you can. You can't. And I mean, one of the biggest parts of your health is building up your immune system. Mm -hmm. And so having a strong, healthy, functioning, resilient immune system is what allowed some people to really get through the pandemic unscathed or just with maybe some sniffles. Mm -hmm. And so health is such a big deal and there's so many aspects of it. But today we want to unpack the very specific aspect of health that is often uh, overlooked and really under-discussed. And it has to do with sleep and rest. I, you know, it's a powerful, this was a powerful lesson, but it also was a very, it was convicted. And I think it, we don't think about rest. It's almost like a, a game, like who can, you know, <laughs> sleep less, who can get more done in a day. It's the, it's the curse of the West. Mm-hmm. We are so driven. We are so success oriented. We are, you know, we are now considered consumers. We want to consume. And so we're always trying to get more, acquire more, do more. And with social media, we're trying to <laughs> earn more so we can take those selfies with our family on that sweet vacation or afford to be able to, you know, put our kids in a special program. So there's more pressure than ever on us as adults to, to be more active in, and to make more money, to be more social or to spend more money, to be busy. And so rest is something... We are the worst country probably on the planet. I, don't, I haven't seen this study on that, but I'm pretty sure we've got to be at the top of the list. And if you've gone to Europe before, I don't know if they still do it because I haven't been there in a couple of years, but they do rest. Like they close down. <laughs> well, they mandate it. Yeah. So, so I know I, I get it. I, I'm, I'm a, my personal preference is like, I'm, I'm one of those kind of smaller government guys just because I like to be in control. <laughs> like, I don't want people telling me what to do. That's, that's my problem. Uh, I'm not a highly political person at all, uh, but I don't like people telling me what to do. <laughs> that's another, so, another show. That's a whole other show. Another show. Now, I'm not talking about people that I trust and know because there's a lot of people that are wiser than me and have input. So I'm constantly around advisors and wise people. But like... One of the things that happens in Europe, though, is is they mandate businesses have to give their people, you get like four weeks of vacation a year. You get 20 days, paid vacation days. So I I know people listening to this are like, that'd be great. And the business owners think, how do I afford that? So there's this, this conflict there. But what they're doing is they're putting a high premium, premium on rest, that people can rest and relax. Now, the question is, are they really resting, relaxing with, <laughs> with those 20 days? In America, if you did that, people would just go crazy. They would be busy probably for those 20 days. Oh, and they travel and they wear themselves out. Absolutely. Yeah. So sleep. Let's talk about sleep 
in particular first. And, and, and you think about kids, most people would probably think kids probably do better at sleeping than adults. But the, the data on kids is that at least 50% of kids have some issue with sleep, either a sleep disorder, they, they, they don't get enough sleep, they have restless sleep, or they don't get into consistent deep sleep that allows our body to really recover. And so 50%, sleep is a big deal. And when we don't get enough sleep, we slip into sleep deprivation, which sleep deprivation, it leads to irritability, moodiness, it changes our behavior, it weakens our immune system, and it causes us to be foggy and and not clear-minded for decision-making. So you think about just those things I listed, those are important things. And sleep is the first thing, if you're a prisoner of war, it's the first thing to take away from you. They do not allow you to sleep comfortably. They don't allow you to sleep long. They want to put you into sleep deprivation for all of those reasons. They want you to be miserable. They want to immobilize the enemy. They want you to be disoriented. As you think about this, this is a a, a war tactic of torture to immobilize the enemy. This is what we do to ourselves. <laughs> it's torture. I don't intentionally do it. I'm not a great sleeper. And I guess I've never have been, but yeah, it, it's terrible. <laughs> why don't you sleep well? Why, why have you struggled to sleep? You know, I just, I guess maybe the last couple of years, I'm like, what is it? I it Probably at the end of the day, it's my mind. And then I'm so like focused that I have to sleep, I have to sleep, I have to sleep, that I can't sleep. <laughs> you have anxiety yes. but not sleeping, so you can't sleep. That's probably another show too, but <laughs> Yeah. So so sleep is a is a major deal. And so so preteens research says they need um, uh, ten to twelve hours of sleep. Teens need eight to ten hours of sleep. And adults need at least seven plus hours of sleep. That's Sleep studies confirm that that's the window we need to be in. And it's important for multiple reasons. When we sleep, uh, there's a part of our brain that is, uh, our brains never rest. Like they, they they don't shut down, but they go into this default mode network. There's actually different levels, like resting states. You've heard of that that our brains start to go into. And it's during these resting states that our brains like amazingly uh, recirculate important learning from the day. So things that big events, big situations, things we learned, your brain will actually replay that during your sleep, like a computer coding it into your, into your neurological system. Wiring your brain. When you get deep sleep, that's what happens. <clears throat> so the, the learning that takes place is incredible. Um, the other part that happens that when, when we sleep is it, it, our brain takes out the trash. In other words, there is this cerebrospinal fluid that um, has to be removed from our brains. If it doesn't get emptied on a daily basis that cerebrospinal fluid uh, becomes toxic. And it, it actually 
creates neurological diseases and mental health issues because it stays in the brain and it turns into all kinds of toxic uh, material. So you're saying it only empties when we sleep. Correct. Okay. When you get that deep sleep, deep sleep. Okay. It, it, it empties out and it refreshes the brain. So these are things that it, it's not just like sleep is this, this uh, magical unseen thing. There's a, thanks to neuroscience, they can now study and see the biological, physiological consequences of sleep that there's actually real stuff happening. You're learning while you sleep, you're rejuvenating while you sleep, and you're healing as you sleep. Your brain is getting clear. So we'll, we'll pause right there. During the break, go to fivestarlife.org and learn more. Donate, volunteer, get involved. Did you know that you can bring the values, lessons, and mindsets Coach Seth discusses on the Five Star Life podcast to your local community? Schools are searching for programs and content that work. Just a simple introduction to your teacher or principal could be a game changer in your community. Inquire at fivestarlife.org and someone from our team will be in touch. Welcome back to the Five Star Life Show. Coach Seth here with my co-host, Coach Mia. Thank you, Seth. I'm loving that we're talking about sleep because, first of all, it's so interesting. It really is interesting, and you think about uh, it, it's actually a a major brain enhancer, health enhancer, sleep. The simplest thing. It, it is hard. We're going to do uh, another uh, show talking about the importance of, of food, right? Ruling your health, what you put in, what you ingest is such a big part of your health. That takes a lot of discipline, and it's kind of hard because you have appetites, Sleep might be the simplest brain enhancer, body enhancer, health enhancer, because we're talking about just resting and sleeping. <laughs> These are things that feel good and that are good for us. Right. If we can actually uh, create correct habits. Now, for me, you talked about the fact that you weren't a great sleeper. You struggle with sleep. I, I had all kinds of crazy sleep habits because... I would have these night terrors as a kid. I was one of those kids that would just wake the house up, scream at the top of my lungs, right? People were thinking somebody's murdering me. And what was happening is I had somehow found, I did this so much as a kid. While I was sleeping, I was restless and I would get myself turned around in my bed and my head was at the end where the blankets were tucked in. I'd wedge my head in where I couldn't even move. And I'd wake up in a panic thinking that someone was trapping me, trying to smother me. <laughs> and then all of a sudden the blankets would come off and I was disoriented. I'm like, bright light, what's going on, you know? <laughs> and um, this happened for so many years. I was also a sleepwalker. I would have these, these crazy conversations with people as a kid. I'd walk downstairs into the living room, talk with my parents. They would have friends over. They'd be hosting people. And I would be like just carrying on conversations. I have no idea the next day. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Crazy. I, as I got older, as a teen, I'm in Washington, D.C., downtown at this huge hotel. I wake up standing outside. I'm walked into the hotels of a hotel in D.C. in my underwear. Same thing happened in high school at a, this elite basketball camp I'm at in the summer. I wake up and I'm outside. And I'm like, what am I doing? So, so it was weird. like, And it was embarrassing. I, 
I don't know how I didn't learn how to wear more than underwear to go to bed, but, <laughs> but I remember I'm in this college campus as a high school kid at this basketball camp at this university, and I'm stuck out of my room, locked in my room, my underwear. I'm knocking on the door, and the person, my roommate, is in a deep sleep, don't wake up. So I'm going to all my teammates, knocking on there. Nobody. So then I'm like, I'm going to go downstairs, get a key to my room. And it's, it's like a college girl, like this pretty college student is at the desk. And I'm like, there's no way I'm walking the 40 feet from this, this, this <laughs> stairway to that, that beautiful girl that's working the night shift. I'm not doing it. So I slept in the bathroom. Anyways, very oh embarrassing. <laughs> so I had issues sleeping. Last story. I, I didn't realize because I lived alone for a couple of years before I got married. And I thought. I was over sleepwalking, had no idea it was still an issue until my honeymoon. I, my wife wakes up and she is freaked out because with one hand I'm shaking her awake and with the other hand I'm pointing in the closet. I'm saying, in there, he's, he's in there, he's oh in my, the closet. She's probably dying. And I wake up to her screaming and hitting me. And I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, what are you doing? <laughs> and I'm like, what? She's like, I don't know what you're doing. Who are you? <laughs> so our marriage got off to a rocky start because <laughs> I realized I'm, I still have sleep issues. That was when I started to realize the secret to my issue. In order to get into deep sleep, you have to learn to rest. So our bodies will not go. Our minds will not allow us to rest or to sleep if we don't take time to relax, to rest and unwind before we go to bed. So when I learned this, I started to try it and realized like scientifically, all the stress from the day, all the pressure, if you don't find a way to unwind, it just follows you into your sleep and you will have this restless, struggled sleep. And that was me. And sure enough, when I took time to unwind, I started sleeping like a baby through the night. So what did you do to unwind? So I, I start. I started, I, I do more now, but I started by just taking time to read before I go to bed. Like I'm going to not be in front of a TV. I'm not going to even watch a game. I'm going to, I'm going to take time to read, to unwind and take time. I, I'm a person that meditates and prays. So I just take time before bed just to kind of, clear my mind. And I discovered that research talks about that. There's this powerful resting state that takes place when you actually do nothing. So doing nothing or very uh, simple activities like per se reading, something that's relaxing, but it's not like you're not reading like... Um, you know, like high level, uh, you know. Murder mystery probably wouldn't be good. Murder mystery <laughs> may not be good. That might cause you some, <laughs> some night terrors. Uh, but but you, can, you, can, you can read some light things. Um, but, but honestly, just sitting and just being and just breathing and relaxing and looking out the window, looking at the stars, um, looking at images, um, Looking at, I mean, it's the simplest things that, according to research, your brain goes into this this resting state, and it starts to unwind, and let go, and you're starting to work your way into a restful state, and then it allows you to slip into into a deep sleep. So, I most people would probably say that is the hardest thing that they could possibly do. 
Like I have to watch TV before I go to bed. I have to, you know, read my emails. I have to, I have to, I have to. Well, I would just say if it works, it's fine. If you're sleeping great, then keep doing it. Um, the only reason we change is because we want better. So if that works for you, again, everything is not cut uh, and dried. It's not cookie cutter. So if that works for you, great. But if you're not sleeping well, start to just make some tweaks, simple things. Like for instance, an hour, a lot of the research says a couple hours before you go to bed, you shouldn't watch TV. I don't follow that because I can watch a game. I can be up, whatever. I don't watch a lot of TV, but I do like a good football game or basketball game. But I will just take half hour to an hour. I have a whole routine. So here, here's me, Mia. I have a whole routine. So because I had chronic sinus issues, I had surgeries and all kinds of tumors growing in my, in my head, that, where that came from was nutrition or lack of nutrition, too much sugar. That's a whole other lesson. But because of that, I have maintenance that I do on my sinuses. So a part of my bedtime routine, it's about a 45 minute to an hour process just for me to go to bed every night, which it's so easy to do. It's habitual, but some people are like, man, you're so disciplined. I don't feel like I'm very disciplined. It's just a habit now. But I have to... I have to get some some water. I have to heat it up. I put the saline solution together. I then rinse out my sinuses. That these are like simple kind of mindless things that you do to unwind, where your your brain is going into default uh, network mode, where it's starting to slow down. You're relaxing. You're cleaning out. You're you're kind of maintaining your body. It feels good. You're taking. It's like self care. And you're just kind of relaxing. And then from there, I then need to take like a half hour to 45 minutes. If I go to bed that way, all that stuff just kind of drains. It's gross, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I have to sit up. And, and then I just take time to read, to pray, to meditate. And it's very relaxing. And then uh, sometimes I'll like doze off in the chair and then I just go to bed. That, that's me. But everybody can find a rhythm and you'll sleep so much deeper. And the truth of the matter is we all have habits before we go to bed. Right. Are they good habits or are they bad habits? And what do you want to do with them? Um, yeah, so, so talk about, we, we talked about me. What habits have, have, have you created to help you try to enter rest or sleep better? Um, mine probably are, are more when I get into bed and turn off the lights. Like I have to focus on something happy or I recently have just determined that, you know what, I'm a clock watcher <laughs> and somebody said, take, you know, take the clock away. And I've tried that and it made me more anxious. Mm-hmm. So like if I wake up, it's one o'clock and I'm like, okay, you know what? You got four hours and it's like, go right back to sleep where before I was like, oh my gosh, it's one o'clock. I can't sleep. You know, and, you know, you, instead yep. of getting anxious, like, okay, you mm-hmm. know, you have, you know, so mm-hmm. for me, that has really helped me. Good. Can I just shut it down? Yeah. And for me, I'm the exact opposite. If I get into bed, if I get into bed <clears throat> and I have not unwinded, I, I will, I will sit there all night and my mind will just keep going. Mm. I can't, once I'm in bed, it's too late. I have to go back and I have to do some other things to unwind because once I'm in bed, there's no way to shut it down. It's the weirdest thing. Yeah. The difference though too is I'm alone a lot too, you know, cause mm-hmm. Jim travels so, or not travels, he works in another state, but so I've kind of created yep. this little, I don't mm-hmm. like, I have to have noise. and. Now, do you read in bed? Uh, sometimes I do. Yeah. Yeah. I've gotten out of that habit, which is bad. Mm-hmm. I'll watch a show. Yep. But it's a happy show. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. My, so so my wife, she can't if if I sit in bed with with my little nightlight on and read, that will keep her up. So I can't do that. So I have to be downstairs. And otherwise, I would probably be in bed and just doze off reading or whatever. So is she one that's affected by light? Light. Mm. Yeah, light will mess her up. It'll keep her up. Yeah. Which I'm, I can fall asleep with light, but I love pitch black. Give me the blackout curtains, like no light. All right. This is a big deal. Sleep is a big deal. Rest is a big deal. When we come back after this short break, we're going to dive into the power of rest. Not just connect to sleep, but just rest throughout the day and how that rejuvenates you. Go to fivestarlife.org to get involved. Five Star Life is a not-for-profit organization dedicated to changing the face of culture by changing kids' mindsets. Since 2005, we've impacted hundreds of thousands of lives thanks to the generous support of individuals, small businesses, corporations, and foundations. Are you interested in helping Five Star Life grow into all 50 states? With your donation or introduction, you can help bring Five Star Life to your community, school, and state. Go to fivestarlife.org and send us an email today. That's F-I-V-E-S-T-A-R-L-I-F-E dot O-R-G. Welcome back, Coach Seth and my co-host, Coach Mia. Thanks, Seth. So uh, we've been talking about the, the power of sleep and rest on our health. And we're teaching this series to students, talking about how to rule, how to have dominion, how to control your health. We all want to be healthy. We've never been more aware of the importance of having health. And, uh, you know, health starts when we when we take responsibility. You have to own your health. I think for so many years, I think our culture has thought health is kind of like flipping the coin. And, you, you, you know, you have good luck, you have bad luck, luck with health. But with all the research that's coming out, we truly do have the opportunity to take charge and grab the steering wheel and guide uh, our lives and create the amount of health that we want to experience. And we've been talking about, you know, this idea uh, of breaking down sleep and, and the role it plays in our overall health. It does so much for your uh, your brain function, for your energy. Um, but I want to take a minute in this segment to talk about the power of rest. Sleep is one thing. We tackled that in previous segments. So if you just tuned in, uh, make sure you hear that portion. But in this segment, rest is a big deal. So it's so interesting. Every time we blink, um, uh, our, our brain goes into that default network. Every time you blink your eyes, your brain goes into default network and there's a certain level of resting state that starts to flicker on a little bit. So you get rejuvenated just by blinking in a really short kind of snippet, little snapses. Um, But if you give yourself two minutes or three minutes or five minutes to actually go to that resting state, to just look out the window, to walk outside and just breathe and look at the sky, maybe watch... You know, we just went through the fall season and watching the leaves fall. Just these simple things that in our crazy fast world, in our fast paced world where we have a phone in front of us all the time, we don't just watch the leaves fall anymore. There's something about just like doing some of those simple things that puts our brain at a resting state. And when your brain is in a resting state, it, it actually allows 
your, your energy to be rejuvenated. It allows your brain to think more clearly. And there's, according to research, our brain does a lot just when we give it a little pause and allow it to rest. Um, and and we, we talked about this with kids. Our brain, literally, when we give it downtime, it, it, have you ever been in the shower or changing and all of a sudden you get an, ep- an epiphany or a revelation or some spark of brilliance or something like, oh, this is the answer. Why does that happen? Because you're giving yourself downtime. You're showering, you're changing, you do something that it's brainless because we're so brilliant. Our subconscious part of our brain is showering, it's changing, it's doing those things for us. Or even when you're driving to work or driving somewhere, sometimes you get these epiphanies, these you'll get moments of clarity. Why? Because you're just kind of mindless. And this is a resting state that we don't give ourselves enough. Well, I guess I'm a little confused. Like, what is, how do you know when you're in a resting state? So when you're not in front of your phone, okay. you're not scrolling through something, when you're not actively making a phone call, when you're not actively in front of your computer doing something, and when you're not engaged in, in uh, like interpersonal conversation. So think about that. How often through the day, some of you have more isolation. Maybe you're at home, maybe you work from home, maybe you give yourself breaks. That's wonderful. Many of us are around people all day. We're surrounded by people, and when we're not around people, our go-to is our phone. And so we always are busy. And if we're not on our phone, we're flipping on the radio, we're listening to something, and so we're always actively doing something. And so downtime is truly downtime, where we're not doing anything. Downtime is a major part of rest. If you don't give your body downtime, your body doesn't rest. If you don't rest... Uh, along with epiphanies, your brain in that resting state will start to go through kind of the the unfinished business or the post-it notes, the mental post-it notes of the things. All of a sudden, they come to the surface. Why? Because you gave your brain space. You're in a resting space. So your brain is making sense of your day. It's making sense of your life. At a whole nother level in this resting state, what you'll do is your brain will start to sort out and make sense of relationships, of conversations you've had that day. You'll replay situations and rethink and and evaluate and even correct maybe, man, maybe I should have said it this way. But if you don't give yourself that margin, you miss out on all this really simple learning, really simple learning to, to get better the next day. That doesn't take place because we're not resting. Our brains are so brilliant, but we if we don't start to take responsibility to rest, our physiological processes will not function the way God designed them to function. Gosh, and I would just think of like my grandchildren all the time, um, is that sometimes they like crave to be away from people. And it's kind of like their bodies, their minds must be telling them that they want to rest. That You know what I mean? To just kind of like... Chill out. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, a, I'm the same. <laughs> and, and again, I, I think that's great as long as chilling out. Uh, I have teenager boys, so when they say chill, it means they want to go watch something. Take on, their phone. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's TikTok or it's scrolling or whatever. And I'm just like, just a reminder, like that doesn't help you relax at all, fellas. Like that's not chilling. That doesn't do anything but turn your brain to mush. And it's called entertainment. Enjoy it. 
for whatever block of time you want. But if you want to be rejuvenated, you want to have a great brain, like go sit outside. Go, go sit outside for a little bit. Take a little bit of time. We, we actually invested in a hot tub for that purpose. Go, go sit outside, sit in the hot tub and look up at the stars and look up at the sky and just sit there. And it, it's a powerful thing. Sitting in a chair outside, su- super simple. But you will start to rest. I have a neighbor who is um, a, a GM of a, a, a local sports team. Um, and he's crazy busy, always around people. It's busy, 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 busy. And he, he, he moved in and we have big trees. And he's like, my, the level of peace in my life since moving to this neighborhood where I can sit in my back porch and just sit. He's like, my productivity, my level of peace and energy has gone way up in the last month since moving here. He's just basically spitting back what research says happens. That's great. One of our employees, Aaron, was just sharing that um, after everybody leaves from Summit or camp in Union, Michigan, that it's her time. Like, she's like, I don't mind staying back. She's like, that's when I rejuvenate. And she's like, I just take in the fresh air and look at the trees. And I was like, oh. Good for her. Yeah. She needs to tell everybody else that. She does. It's easy for your workplace, even if it's something beautiful, 370 acres of just beauty, for it to become a, a workplace. Because it's a workplace. Mm-hmm. But man, if you don't take advantage of a, a minute or two, I always run up there. I always try to do that. Wherever I am, it's just 30 seconds here, a minute there. It's amazing what it does for my soul. So I always leave Summit rejuvenated as well. All right, I think we're out of time. We got to take another quick break. We'll come back with this last segment. Go to fivestarlife.org to get involved, to donate, to volunteer. Five Star Life offers year-round programs for kids at our 350-acre training facility that we call Summit. These programs focus on three core components. First, each program includes lessons from our curriculum that targets kids' mindset. Secondly, each program teaches a skill like equine, archery, blacksmithing, basketball, fishing, boating, and many more. Thirdly, our programs connect kids to mentors we call coaches who are trained to help kids live a five-star life. Go to fivestarlife.org to learn more or sign up your kids. So we're talking about sleep. And uh, for this last segment, we brought in uh, our producer back here at the board, uh, Coach Brandon. Uh, Brandon, are you, you, you with us? I am. I'm here. Oh, yeah. So uh, Brandon, he, he's also a research assistant. So he he is doing all of this heavy lifting for our curriculum. And uh, Brandon, I'm going to bring you back in when we do this segment on ruling your health okay. and how nutrition food, because you did a lot of research on that, right? Yeah, it made me feel really bad about myself. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there is no shame. We're not trying to bury people with this content. We're trying to inspire people. But uh, so Brandon, that's on you. Uh, not, that's all on you. <laughs> no, like you said, I learn a lot from just going through all of it in general. So it's, it's been helpful. It, so, so it's challenged you to do some, take some steps too, right? Uh, a few this week. I started intermittent fasting again, which I had done in the past. It's been a couple of years since I, I did it, but I kind of was like, you know what? I need a, I need a change. I need something needs to go different. And so I started Monday. I'm still going strong. Started Monday. Made it to Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> you look good. He does. You look sharp. I've, I've been tempted every day this week to eat before my fast is over. So I think I'm doing strong. 
When I first started fasting, I was a disaster. Like, I'm normally, you know, pretty sharp and I, I look like I have energy. When I first started fasting, I was just like, I looked awful. I was, I was irritated. I was grumpy. I was tired. I was just like, get away from me. So some of these changes, your body fights back. <laughs> Big time, yeah. Honestly, the hardest part for me is people asking me if I want food. Like, like, oh, do you want to get lunch? I'm like, no, I'm not eating lunch today. <laughs> it's That's the hard part is like always fighting that off. But two, I found working in an office setting versus like the school setting has been a little bit more challenging with the fast because with a school, I could just, I was busy, busy, busy. I had all those distractions of just mm-hmm. like I was teaching a lesson or I was dealing with kids that... I was distracted enough that I didn't think about eating, but you sit at a desk for a couple hours, you're, you'll think about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and my friends would bug me like, hey, Seth, you want some of this? Hey, Seth, how about some of this? And it would make me mad. I'd be like, that's not funny. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this is serious. So, uh, Brandon, uh, y- you were talking about sleep mm-hmm. and some of the studies you've, you've read about the impact on kids. Yeah, so I, I think just over the last few years, just being a teacher... Um, I've looked into like the, your six, 12, so your middle school, high school students, their sleep schedules are like not, are not set for what the school day we have set up right now. So biologically, I think they're set to like fall asleep, call it 10 o'clock at night. So they're not going to get that eight hours of sleep they're supposed to get just biologically when we ask them to get up at 6 a.m. to catch a bus or go to school. So really their school day should be starting closer to what elementary starts. So call it 8 o'clock, 8.30, maybe even 9 o'clock for for them to actually get that deep sleep. And it's for a while now, researchers have been saying how backwards that setup is. Mm. Yeah, it makes sense. I have three teenagers and I'm telling you, um, they need sleep. But mornings are tough for them. They just are like, that's when they're in their deepest sleep. And they're like, oh, do I have to get up out of sleep? And so good. Gosh, I don't miss that. Trying to wake up the girls. They <laughs> they could hear my feet going up those stairs. But yeah, it's true. They're mm-hmm. dead to the world. Mm-hmm. They're old enough that they get to wake themselves up now. So that's good. That that chore is over. I'm not the bad guy anymore. And my wife isn't. So, <laughs> so they, they got it. Uh, but sleep is such a big deal. But rest, we talked about rest too. Um, th- this idea of, of giving your brain downtime is something that I want to challenge everybody to really think about throughout the day. It's so good for your brain to just pause and shift gears and giving yourself, I, I just, I started doing this like maybe 10 years ago because I started to get really t- like at, at the longer the day would go on, I carry stress in my shoulders and so I would notice by the end of the day, I'd have like a headache or I'd just feel tense. And so I started to realize like, if I just relax my shoulders, if I just take two minutes, a minute here or there throughout the day, I feel great at the end of the day. It's like these simple things where, but, but the, the whole concept here is to start to evaluate your own rests, your own health, and start to realize like, if you take responsibility, if you own it, you can think of really simple, practical solutions that make you feel much better for the whole day. So, like for me, 95% of the time, I feel great when I get up. And I feel great all the way. I have energy all the way until I go to bed. And I feel clear. 
in part of it's because I've, I've, I've been evaluating and learning how to give myself little restful breaks throughout the day that we're talking two minutes, five minutes here or there that just allows you to stay sharp. We're going to have to implement that into the work day now. <laughs> we, seriously, we probably as a, you know, a company that you, you need to almost teach your employees how to do that. You know, I recommend a lot of, a lot Tina of pressure here. Mia should get us some nap pods the other day. <laughs> I think that would be a good way to just zone out rest. We have been talking about that little nap room. We've been talking about a nap room for 18 years, <laughs> which is when five star uh, started. So <laughs> I, not coming in I think we'd have problems. Soon. I think we'd be have people fighting over the nap room and uh, I think we'd have a lot, a lot of conflict in it. You know, that'd be interesting. A nap room. The research on that is this. You nap for 10 minutes, then you don't have the post nap grogginess. Right. You nap for 20 to 30 minutes. Once you get to 20 minutes to 30 minutes or more, you're going to have another basically double the amount of time to come out of that grogginess. So now you're looking at inefficiency in a workplace and, and functionality today, which you have to look at, right? So I would say the sleep, like if you can take, literally I would tell people on the staff, like there's times where I've taken five minutes and I close my eyes at my desk and I wake up rejuvenated. That's what, like, it's the simplest stuff that really works, at least for me. And research really supports that. So we need to have a restroom. I mean, we have a restroom. <laughs> a room where you rest. We have no bathrooms. <laughs> we have outhouses uh, in the corners of the parking lot where people go. Yeah. Like Phil and Modern Family. <laughs> uh, a room to rest versus a nap room. Yeah. Yeah. A room to rest just with some relaxing music. Mm -hmm. That's a great idea. Thank That's you. simple. Mm-hmm. The restroom. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So if you've been listening and this has been helpful, I really, I want to ask you to do me a favor. If you've been tuning in to our radio show, by the way, if you listen by radio, I want to encourage you to download our podcast. You can anywhere that, you know, you, any podcast platforms out there, whether it's iTunes, whether it's uh, Spotify, whatever, uh, download this because you can actually, there's a lot of extra features. You can hear all of our content and you have the whole library at your fingertips. I really want to encourage you to download um, uh, that, that whole process because then you can share it. Um, the, the stuff that you hear that's helpful, share it with your friends and family. Um, we do this because we want to help people. And why keep all this goodness to yourself? So uh, go ahead and uh, go ahead and download the, um, our, our podcast, uh, subscribe to it. And uh, I want to encourage you also to get involved with Five Star Life. Um, it is the season of generosity that we're coming into. Uh, we're coming into the season of Thanksgiving. And uh, th there is no better way to celebrate the holidays than to think about the ways that you're going to impact society. And um, we, we look for opportunities to partner with you. We find so many different ways for people to serve using their gifts, their strengths. Uh, we also have so many on-ramps as far as giving. And the, a cool story real quick to close out. We had a, recently had a long-term donor um, get involved. She heard us on the radio years ago, got involved, and just recently it kind of, kind of came full circle as a member of her family then started engaged in one of our five-star programs. And so it's this full circle process that I want to encourage all of you to get into. 
you're listening, but I want to encourage you to get involved. Generosity is such a big part of health. Letting go is a part of you being a healthy individual and being generous and giving. And uh, I want to encourage you to get involved with something. If it's not five-star, get involved with something. Give to something. Be a giver this season. And if five-star is one of the places you want to get involved, we would love to uh, sit down and talk about what that looks like. Go to fivestarlife.org. That's the word five or the number five, the word star, the word life.org. And again, thank you so much for listening. At Five Star Life, we are changing the face of culture through education and sports by changing the most important piece of a human being's life, their mindset. If you are interested in being a part of our journey, please visit fivestarlife.org for more information on volunteer and donation opportunities.